Welcome back to another episode of Sketch Nerds, where we break down sketch comedy. What works, what doesn't work, what we like, what we don't like, and why. Today, we're going to be discussing sketches from Saturday Night Live and Bruiser. You can find information about this podcast, as well as the sketches we are going to be discussing at badmedicinecomedy.com slash sketchnerds. Join me today as co-hosts are Elizabeth Kemp. Oh, hi. Sorry. I didn't. (laughs) And Kelsey Sweeney. Hello. And we're very happy to have on as guests today, Connor Middlestadt. Hello. And Langdon Page. Hi. Of Homeless Fire Party. Thanks for having us. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Can you you tell us about your background in comedy and what Homeless Fire Party is? Uh, You want to start? You want me to? Because we're Uh, different people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But so... I started not in college. Not today, you're not. Uh, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> the brand. Um, <laughs> I, so I started in comedy back in uh, college. I joined a sketch troupe and another sketch troupe and did shows a couple times every year. So we had like one each semester with one, and then I had one that performed irregularly like once every six weeks approximately. Wow. Um, and then after that, when I moved to D.C., uh, I got started with Laugh Index Theater. Shout out Nancy Safavi. Uh a former guest of the show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that's where I met Connor. Yeah, so that's where my story pretty much starts. Um, yeah. There's a... Well, so <laughs> one of the other people in the um, group from Laugh Index Theater, her name was uh, Julia Capizzi. We went to college together. And when I was studying abroad, we happened to like meet there, not like even in college. Um, she was like, hey, we got this sketch thing going on because we had been talking about comedy for a while. Did the show for the school, went really well. She was like, you should join my group. And that's... When I met Langdon, um, as a part of the, the the employables. Yes, the employables. The employables. That so, was our team. Yep. Um, but Connor's being humble because he also religiously consumes stand up. Yeah, like so, every single day. So um, he's got- from like the beginning of middle school, I watched like a different stand up album like every night, and like I didn't stop. And now I just watch weird YouTube videos before bed. But it's like every night it would be like new sh- new stuff going on. You guys uh, ever done the weird YouTube? I got a lot of like history. Yeah. No. I got a lot of comedy history. <laughs> so yes. other than Langdon, would you say you have like friends? Um, <laughs> I think well, now. Well, I was I was accruing a knowledge while I didn't have friends, and now it's like now I can use it. You know, it's people to listen. <laughs> Why do you ask? That was with friends. Yeah, people to listen. I guess that's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that faint voice in the background is oftentimes co-host Julia Morgan, who's not on mic, but in the room. Um, so yeah, we uh, after the employables, we were pretty. Oh yeah, after. Out. Yeah, we did think. Yeah, we pretty. Like, that's not what you're out, in now. Like, so <laughs> well, everything since I met Connor's just been a blur. It's <laughs> so great. Um, <laughs> well, we we were like, all right, we're gonna live together. Yeah. Um, and then it took us a little while to figure out what to, to do. We just like eventually were like, all right, we have to throw something out there. Yeah. And I like to make something called like fuck you comedy where it's just like <laughs> in some way someone's like it's at someone for some reason. And I was like, I fucking hate all these YouTube sketches. Like, let's make a really stupid one. Believe first. It, there's, yeah, there's a lot of people that come after on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like we just made that. And then from there, we're like, all right, let's just continue to do. Other things otherworldly where it's, like, not the same thing really ever or, like, we're almost never reoccurring uh, anything that we yeah. do. We found a we found Comedy Potluck. Who, yeah, uh, that really helped. That's a show in D.C. that puts up e- experimental comedy once every month. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Joanna Harris has been on the show. Shout yeah. out Joanna Harris. Shout out shout Joanna out, Harris uh, for Ian, sure. Uh, and Ian. And Johnny. Um, Johnny as well. But also they, Landon. <laughs> they were willing to put our shit up for, yep. for, at their that shows, was the which was part. great. Uh, what, yeah, when I first walked in, it was like pretty much like, okay, this is definitely where we need to be. Yeah. Um, and then we just eventually kept going, and then, you know, we started meeting other people and uh, eventually make what we make now. Yeah, we met, we met like a network of people there that yeah. was able to help us with actual like... How do you know what to do? do. <laughs> yeah. um, and who are able to help? Like Kelsey's been in some of our sketches. Like he has a background in acting. Like he went to school for acting. I have a yeah. I have a political degree and like very little acting experience. Um, if that wasn't like apparent, and uh, and very little editing experience either. We just pretty much learned everything on the fly. Yeah. Do you know who carries the team then? Um, well, there's it's, there's a lot of different stuff that goes on. I mean, <laughs> he said scrambling. Like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we live together, we work together, we yeah. hang out it, all it, the time. It, together. It's it's actually like a well balanced thing because yeah. I'm not good at editing and yeah, Connor I do is, a lot of editing. And I, so I do a lot. But of He the, figured like, it out. Like yeah. he's he's like helping once. I, so I just got a new computer because my Apple computer died in a month and a half. That was great. And um, 
So Wait, you only had it a month and a half? Yeah, I got a brand new computer. It was the one that I was talking yeah, yeah, the one that I showed what? you. That's gone. We got kept, a new one. Yeah, it kept so, turning off. Um, we it kept turning off. Stuff. Yeah, while we were making the vice sketch with, with Kelsey, it just kept we turning off. We had to reshoot the whole thing four or five times. <laughs> yeah, Without it's Kelsey. All CGI um, now. <laughs> and yeah, so now we're, we're going to be getting like some actual software where we can both be editing on it at the same time. So he'll probably be doing some stuff. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much like a, a raw idea comes through either one of us. If it's me, I bring like a sheet of paper towards him. I'm like, this is what we need to do. This is like the beginning, middle, and end. Other than that, we have to figure out where we're going with it. But yeah. I, I pretty much bring like a tone and the idea, and he does most of the script writing. If the script makes less sense, it's me. If it's like <laughs> these people are talking in gibberish, but like if that's the point, then it's me. If it's like pretty, if it's how people actually talk, that's Langdon. That's what he like focuses on. Less like. Like yeah. scene writing, more like how do yeah. human beings speak? So you uh, guys, you guys describe yourself as experimental. Yeah. So what are when you're putting something together? What are the kind of tropes or rules or uh, assumptions in comedy that you're trying to kind of work around or challenge? Oh, uh, I hate like memes and like jokes <laughs> of the day. So. Every time I see like a stand-up show in DC and the guy gets up there and he's like, "Who hates Donald Trump?" I hate that. Yeah. I hate that so much. I don't want to listen to that cuz I've heard it a billion times before. I've talked about interested. it at work. I've talked about it with my family. I don't like yeah. it. like So if we if we start writing something and it's like, "Oh, this feels familiar. Like this feels like something that I've seen before or felt before." Yeah. That's already been a comedy bit, then I don't want to I don't want to watch it. Yeah, we. That's why. I mean, that was where the second sketch came from, where we just decided to throw a fish out the window. It's just like yeah. no, no one's done this for sure. Um, and like where to, like where to bring the feeling and tone. I think a lot of it's like a feeling. I like to make feelings, which sounds so weird, but like yeah. I want to make a specific tone, a specific feeling, almost as if like we're making a song, and he's got to make sure that that we're hitting the marks that I want to. Or yeah. like, like he brought sex chicken like all the way, <laughs> pretty much as it was done. What's sex chicken? Um, uh, that's a you oh you've never no I know I know what it is. <laughs> Not watch our games, our okay. listeners. <laughs> and, I may ask I may Andy, ask yes. simple questions for people to. Learn. Okay, got it, got it. Uh, so for those of you who don't know at home, uh, <laughs> for the many for the most of you who haven't watched what we've done, <laughs> Sex Chicken is a sketch that we did uh, a little while ago. Uh -huh. That was the, the kind of the core concept of it was, and it's it's revealed more artfully and more tastefully. But the <laughs> the idea behind it is that it's a game show where you basically like get your partner as aroused as possible mm. and then just pull out and be like, I don't want to do this anymore. But it's not <laughs> but your you typical... still have to have sex to yeah. get the points. So you have to like go all the way to the edge and then like snap the cord and then jump back in. Did you guys get that? So it has to like everything we do has to so make it's sense just within edge its... play basically. Yeah. Oh sort of That's but it's oh, also man. you're not but this was before the edge play craze this was like <laughs> this was back in the JOI days like 2006 <laughs> you don't know that it's a game show in the beginning at all this right. is, it's supposed to be like this is a scene this is until supposed to be until the host walks happening. in and he's like you did it yeah until <laughs> I walk in and that's where like the most work I did was just improving half the things yep that I was supposed to say, that was pretty much, that That and the editing, the editing, like the quickness of that. But other yeah. than that, um, I mean, you get a lot of, obviously, I'm sure Isaiah would know, but like uh, you get a lot of, of, I guess, direction. You can make a lot of changes when you are editing and when you are yeah. like the one behind it and like hiding certain things or creating, you know, other things with how, like how fast are we supposed to cut? And you'll see like, okay, this is what a commercial looks like. I like looking at commercials for things just because like it's so quick yeah. and so like what? they have to get their thing out there immediately. What we've tried to do a lot of is just like taking things like a little bit too far. Yeah. Where it's like this is what we, it's supposed did, to be. We're we did, not doing that. Right. We did a bit that's like a, a documentary about a guy who was abducted by aliens, and it's like okay, well this can be a three and a half minute sketch, <laughs> or, but, or it can be let's a make a ten, ten minutes long <laughs> actual like fake yeah. documentary about a guy who was abducted by uh, yeah. We just want to make it feel different. Let's get to the first sketch of the day then. Cool. And can you guys introduce the sketch? Uh, so yeah, the sketch that we brought is from SNL. It's I it's believe a, it's an early early sketch, season one episode. January. Oh, yeah, season, season one. one. We definitely Holy didn't. Holy crap! Uh, uh, it's January tenth, nineteen seventy six. Okay, but you looked that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's well, not the I first didn't. episode of SNL, is it? Or no, it's episode no, no, no. nine, season one, episode yeah. nine. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, that's, the, that's the first episode Elliot Gould was in. That I makes think. it even crazier. That makes it honestly. way crazier. Um, but it's a sketch called Killer Bees. Because then they can't do anything uh, like this again after because they've already done it, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah. Well, that's no, why Killer like, Bees was a recurring thing. But that's like, I don't, we, I don't talk about that. I saw that there's other episodes yeah, of this, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, I'm not going to do that to myself. I think Just, the 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 thing about the Killer Bees, what goes on with it is, so we have this initial scene of like, okay, this is kind of like a movie, like this is kind of like boring dialogue. We have a little bit of silliness on the radio. And then it 
continues to heighten in ways that you don't see coming, which is something that we love mm -hmm. um, because you can't, I don't want to be able to like write it myself. I can write it myself. I don't want to watch it. And you see it progressing in, in ways that you wouldn't have seen before. And then it totally breaks like two different kinds of fourth walls in that, all right, there's problems with the camera, but then they're also like out of character. It's not that like they're even trying to fight through it. They're out of character. And then we shift completely to a new sketch of like, this is Lauren Michaels about to beat someone up. We're in a, like a fighting sketch now. We have we have like like emphasis behind the words and like we have like a get up and go like tone to the sketch. Now now we're gonna go see like a beat 'em up thing, and then it goes back to like the most interesting thing of knowing the producer. Like obviously comedy is all about like you know yeah, let's say yes and go and keep going, but like in this it's hey I figured everything out like fired the guy he's out of here let's continue with the sketch and they're like no we're done. And then a yeah. completely different thing comes right up in front of us that absolutely doesn't need to be on stage, but so crucial because there's no ending at all. And that's one of my favorite things because they pretend to end it. And then it's this real fake moment that's like, I think, really precious and hilarious. But Connor, you forgot the most important part of the sketch. The ant portion? The killer bee. Oh, the killer bees. <laughs> and here's a clip. <laughs> I hope he's not too hard on the director. Well, listen, let me tell you one thing about Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels has the biggest heart in show business. You see, he hired that director, but nobody else would hire him. You see, 22 years ago, Dave Wilson was the best young director in television. He was at the top of his career. You see, he was directing I Married Joe at that time. Then, one day the pressure got to him, and he started hitting the bottle. He went on a bender and didn't pull out of it until Lauren found him six months ago. All right, Connor, you just told us a fair amount about what you liked about this sketch, but could mm -hmm. you have anything more about why you guys brought that sketch today? Uh, it's definitely in the vein of what we try to do. When, we, when Connor first showed the sketch to me, I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Because uh, the way that they kind of drop you into the fourth wall breaking, the first thing that really... They, the audience they, isn't with it in the beginning, and no, neither are you. not. It's no, a sketch that you have to watch multiple times, and that's something that we love for sure. Because the whole scene plays out as just, oh, it's a silly sketch where there are these bees calling these people gringos and asking for their pollen, and they have yeah. guns. and It's a ridiculous like ass Bullet pollen. straps yeah. around themselves. Really broadly racist. Yeah, there's a lot That's going on. I say. <laughs> well, it's like they, they say uh, South American South America, bees, yeah. and yeah. then they're like then clearly they're, these Mexican stereotypes. But there's not no in South America. There's no space well, between any of them. The president might disagree. <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's Mexican bees, and then there he is in the window, and then there's like the, it it goes so quickly. There's no dead air between it, so it doesn't yeah. give you a chance to go like what and is and happening. There there's like a definite musicality to the sketch in a way that like. Uh, Elliot Gold starts this monologue, and he's backed by someone on this guitar, this Spanish yeah. guitar, uh, this South American guitar. <laughs> and <laughs> and you don't even really, like, that's that's when the first fourth wall break happens, where they the camera is not on him while he's delivering yeah. what is presumably the crux of the sketch and, like, the funniest, meatiest portion of it. And the camera's on John Belushi, and I don't know the gentleman's name. Not where it's he supposed was two to be broke girls, is the point. If that helps you. Um, I... I don't remember his name either. Yeah, I hate it too. Uh, um, an <laughs> As a matter show. of fact, let's we ran talk for about way too long. But anyway, so <laughs> one of the, the welcome to two broke <laughs> girls nerds. The, the, Everybody hates it. <laughs> the thing was is especially when you watch it again, like it's definitely okay. Like I'm laughing at all the things that the the audience is not on board in the beginning, right? And um, I think, but they, but they don't even notice when it actually flips yeah. and becomes something different. Like they the, don't notice the silliness in the radio, which is three yeah. immediate things. All right, we have a song ending, then we have. Um, someone not being able to to flip the new song, and then an interruption of those two things that just happened in five seconds, and yeah. it's just constantly going like this. And then Chevy is, I mean, pretty dumb through the whole thing. It's, he doesn't have very much to help. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you say the importance of like rewatching this sketch because yeah, obviously absolutely. when it first aired, people probably couldn't rewatch it for a long time. You may, no. I mean, maybe you catch a rerun at some point, but it airs at eleven thirty. Yeah. PM on a 
Saturday night in 1976. And this is season one, so like, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Exactly. Yeah. Um, These people got cocaine to snort. They can't. <laughs> well, right, exactly. A few of them did. And in fact, wasn't one of the producer's notes for the show to cut the bees? Yes, one of the that was the network's note Network. from a previous yeah, episode. Really? Oh. From a previous episode where the bees appeared, the network's note was cut the bees, and so Lorne Michaels <laughs> said, "Well, of course, I'm going to put the bees back in yeah. there." So apparently, yeah, at some him. point, he was I transgressive, but yeah. not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he just get like oh, you already like pushed all the boundaries. Like, yeah, does it even matter? I yeah. guess. That's why I keep saying SNL should have ended after four seasons. Okay, so <laughs> I think the 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 great thing about have rewatching for the rest it. of us to aspire to. <laughs> <laughs> what is this lost? <laughs> when, oh, your skits. <laughs> when Chevy brings Thanks, that, like, <laughs> hey, the pollen's at like my aunt's house. Like that stupid thing that everyone sees through immediately. The bees decide to throw her out. They already know her. Not only do they already know her, they know they're going to use her as an excuse, and they throw her out in front of you, which is, like, the audience didn't understand what was going on because they didn't have enough obvious, like, history of, like, what sketch usually is to be like, this is not what happens in sketch ever. These, they're way ahead of what's supposed to happen, that they, this dumb, oh, I got to, like, go to my aunt's, and here she is. We've moved on. Everything that was done before, which she thought was boring, was very much on purpose, and now everything again in front of you is on purpose, so pay attention. I think that's Kelsey. What do you think is. of the Lauren Michaels bit? I thought it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, yeah. I mean, the setup was so perfectly believable that we're just watching a silly sketch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That the fourth wall break, it couldn't have been done without the setup. And having Lauren come on, I think, was the truest cue to the audience that the fourth wall is breaking. So, like, mm-hmm. one of the mm-hmm. big challenges with a sketch where you break the fourth wall is that. Is the audience going to realize what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Have yeah. you set it up enough that they are fooled? But once you break, are they going to understand what you've done? And I think bringing Lauren out made it crystal clear to even the stupidest in the back, yeah. in, the, <laughs> in the nosebleeds, that, oh, we've broken this. This yeah. is something else. Because I mean, the beginning is like serious monologuing by a yeah. real actor, yeah. which yeah. is one of my favorite parts of it because he's got those fucking antennas bouncing Ooh. through monologues. The, costume the antennas. Is, the yeah. costume's <laughs> great, but we have these um. fucking things bouncing while he's trying to talk about pain and suffering of his like family back yeah. in like, <laughs> like <laughs> April. He said. <laughs> Speaking of the stupidest, I showed the sketch to a couple of my friends and <laughs> and they were they were like they they were confused at the beginning when the camera fuck up first happens. They're like is this real? Is this actually yeah. like, did this actually screw up? But we and wouldn't it, show you that if it was real. Yeah, right. It was, it was about, in, yeah. like once Elliot Gold is like on the ground, he's like, do you want me to do the, the monologue down here, Lauren? Yeah. But that's when they were live, like, this is so fake. I bet it fooled a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Well, yeah. they all did a really, really good job of keeping a straight face. Even when, um, John Belushi decides to go into like, I'm like a boxer announcer or whatever. He like, I'm calling the fight here. He comes in like, I wouldn't be that man or I wouldn't want to face that man at this time right now. I want to be Lorne Michaels. Yeah. Because he's got to make decision. Because he's got to fire his (laughs) drunk dad. (laughs) (laughs) So silly. Elizabeth, um, can you, well, excuse me. Let me rephrase that. Is this you one had, ske- You said two words. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. then I realized it wasn't the only an effective way, you can way to communicate that. my question. <laughs> yeah. Can't you? Is this one sketch? Um, uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think there's any rule that says sketch has to be one game, one joke. Good. Uh, <laughs> Three beats. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's. It, there's there's a lot of sketch that tracks that pattern, but this one seems to have like a, a massive architecture to it yeah. that really does go through three I would say even four different things like that little tag at the end with oh, the, the with fan Gilda Radner's so mom and oh my mom. god <laughs> yeah. that's is it her so fake mom? <laughs> how do you know because she nailed her lines that's how you know <laughs> <laughs> you're assuming Gilda Radner's mom can't act yeah yes. she's but dead it, no because she's not an actress and it's Saturday Night Live and it's terrifying for like the yeah. actors who are already doing it shout out Gilda the redner's mom. <laughs> uh, wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> She'll be on next week. <laughs> so is I guess kind of building on that, is there a central joke to this sketch or is it just kind of this fluid joke to joke? Um, well, there's we were talking about you go it's like oh, yeah. It, we might have a different answer. My for me it's definitely uh that John Belushi steals Elliot Gold's speech. <laughs> Because um, interesting, Elliot okay. Gold like goes into. I mean, that's that's well, the biggest like thing answers. for me. That's yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, 
I definitely think the whole thing is one sketch, and I think there's a lot of jokes happening, but that's the biggest joke to me. I wouldn't say it's dominant over the rest of the sketch, but it's certainly that specific, I don't know, transmutation, I don't know what to call it, that specific flip where it's like, mm. obviously you're going to give the speech to the guest, Elliot Gold, and then John Belushi's just like, no, actually I'm going to do it. I'm going to do about Lauren firing his drunk dad. Uh, it's a very, very funny thing to me. I think but it was... I guess not to you, Connor. I guess... I think to me it was like really cinematic and like they give you the killer bees text on the screen in the beginning and they're like we have this real actor who's gonna like really fuck up some lines and be like this is for way. me and my family and my country like that's why we have to be here like he was at the end he was like oh my god like I, I can't believe we have to get pollen like our babies are just starving and he's doing this whole thing while everything and everything that could go wrong does go wrong that we have these cameras going out and then we do have, you know, John stealing this, this, the spotlight from him. And then at the end, it's like, what? Okay. So this, this cast member who he's talking to during the week now has to like, he has to meet this, this, this girl's mom <laughs> and like get wrapped into this conversation about how much her brother really liked his movies. And like, she also like, says, like, thank you for being so kind to my daughter. Yeah. So I think Which Gilda is, she's Radner's trying to set them up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, like we'll see you. I'll yeah. be seeing more of you. Yeah. But it's, I feel like that's such like a typical thing for, especially Moms. like back then. No, but like people to like idolize stars, like, like, oh my God, I spent some time with them and they were nice Wait, to me. Like back they were then. People still. Well, because there weren't as many. <laughs> like now there's, now there's like, you know, a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of. It's like 40 years ago. No internet to go, I know exactly where this person is. There's, like, hundreds of thousands of, like, famous people who aren't famous. Like, there's, like, a hundred people that were famous. <laughs> yeah, there were no Finn Wolf. I counted, like, yeah. We did some research Can we before the- fact check that later? Yeah. <laughs> Elliot Gould's wife, Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Elliot Gould. That's it. End of list. <laughs> Ex-wife. See, see, I Gilda the Rand joke was, was that husband. it's- I mean, it kind of tracks that, in a way- multiple ideas here that I need to kind of layer. So, I mean, it, in a way, it tracks that that programming of the time, like the movie of the week setup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it initially reads as like a parody of that and then is moves into this kind of inside baseball thing. So it's almost like this, this very elaborate parody of television production at that point in time where you're seeing, like, everything that can go wrong in the reality of producing something like that, but then also what could be happening backstage and how it would mm-hmm. actually be resolved. Um, so it's it's a little bit like a knock on that, but also just a poking fun at the nature of, like, performers, the theatrical aspect of it as well. For me, I really thought, and I, I think it's become clear if, you know, if you've listened to episodes of this show, I clearly have a, a fairly traditional view of sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just how I see it. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I watch your videos. <laughs> no, um, but for me, it's like, the game gets going when Lorne Michaels comes in, when mm-hmm. the camera starts yeah. being funny. I think, for me, I could have lost two minutes at the front of that, and that wouldn't have changed the sketch at all. So I really like yeah. the, them playing games with how, like, slow we're moving and how boring. Like, I love that so much. It's like, what's supposed to be happening right now? Like, what are what are we going to yeah. see later that we're not seeing right now that they're building up in, like, a like pleasant pleasant conversation? Like, sort of, like, we got Chevy, like, reading a newspaper. Gilda's reading a book. Like, okay, we got this. There's a news announcement. Like, they're not really doing anything. Then the bees come, and they're, like, they heighten it, but nothing's really happening. It's like, I don't have any pollen. And that's it. They don't really do that much more. Especially when you like watch it on YouTube and you yeah. can see right away that it's ten minutes long. Yeah. And then like two and a half minutes in, you're already deep in the in and like in the s- bees weeds. Yeah. <laughs> in the beads. Yeah. And you're like, what what are they gonna do with seven more yeah. minutes of bees? And they're like, and oh, I, we're about to show you. It, we talked about it a little bit before we got on. Like I don't think that the bees sketch can be its own thing. I think it has yeah. to do this turn. And so I think you're right that the game starts when once the camera starts messing up and once Lauren Michaels comes out. But I appreciate that they didn't shave two minutes off the top because it le- it lets you fully be misled. Yeah, it's risky. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. sure. Well, and it, it, the audience is not with it. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's interesting because it's, it's one thing to say that, but then I wonder how you would feel about it if you actually mm. did watch it with that edit. Like, is the payoff mm-hmm. still there for that 
that kind of snowballing of the pace. And yeah, I, I think that's, you know, that's a good point and a good question. And it's one of those things that's really hard, that can be hard in a writer's room to be like, you know, because so often first drafts are too long. Like regardless, sure. I'm sure. sure even even with long so <laughs> What's often up, Kelsey? First draft. <laughs> yeah, anything to say long. about <laughs> And so, you know, how do you cut things? And, you know, sometimes the writer are like, no, but this is really important. It all, uh-huh. This is all setting up this and this. And, I, you know, it's, it's it a, never it's a, is. It's never <laughs> important. Cut it all. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of like, you need to, you need to, everybody in the audience needs to know where you are and what's happening in like the first yeah. 10 seconds. Like, you don't have more time than that to get set up. Yeah, because you lose them. You'll lose them. Yeah. Yeah. Kelsey could Saturday Night Live do the sketch this weekend. I mean, um, they're off the air right now, but in like some September. of the cast is dead, so I don't know. If yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to that later. In the it's show, a major though. hurdle for sure. <laughs> it is yeah. the summer. Could season, a current so. cast? <laughs> could Beck Bennett and Kyle Moody and Mikey Day and yeah, Heidi well, Gardner uh, do this sketch? I'll tell you a little something so. that I picked up on that truly sold it for me. That I don't think SNL has going for it now was honestly the acting ability. Yeah, it was you did not solid. see people reading the cue cards uh, yeah. once no. they broke. Yeah. Those, those were well-acted lines. Yeah. You yeah. believed that they had broken character. Yeah. I've not seen that sort of performance ability on SNL for a long time. Even if it is just the sight line that you can see they're reading the cue card. Yeah, I, I think acting alone, this would be really hard for SNL to do now. And I think breaking the fourth wall has become a little bit of a trope in and of itself. So even Thanks, if they were Deadpool. to do something, <laughs> I don't think SNL well, serious a lot enough. In monologues too. You'll right. like, hey, let's go backstage and see what's going on. Yeah, I don't think they take though, themselves seriously. Do you think anymore. some of the the you're not seeing the cue cards has anything to do with the video quality? Watching it now, mm. it's possible. But I was really looking for it on my second watch because I, especially when Gilda and her mom comes out and like. Even Lorne sells his part. Yeah, yeah. As not acting, right. I don't know. And like, like, have you seen Tom and Lorne in a tub? He yeah. doesn't really sell his acting in Tom and Lorne in a tub. Tom Green does a great job of quacking those ducks, but Lorne is just sipping a juice box with like a half smile of like the audience isn't liking this, but I like it. <laughs> my my but favorite that's become his character. Well, right. right? I was gonna of... say my favorite Lorne sketches are the ones that he did when he was in Laser Cats. Yep, mm-hmm. and yep. they would come pitch him Laser Cats really, ideas, really. Yeah, and he was just stone faced about yeah. it. And he comes in, he's like, I got this great idea, and he's like. No, <laughs> and so as bigger and bigger actors join the like Laser Cats. Like, it's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but why why couldn't it happen today otherwise? I think otherwise that breaking the fourth wall has become somewhat of a trope just in comedy in general. Langan said it like yeah. Deadpool really sort of, I think, popularized that. But so I don't think it would be as unexpected as it was mm. here and now. I think yeah. I think one of the biggest things that they're not serious anymore. They were doing something then that season one, they had to prove something to everyone. Now they don't. What proved is that they're on SNL and that's kind of a difference. That's not what Lauren yeah. wanted initially, but it's like, okay, this is like, I'm on SNL, so I am good at this. Not like, let's continue to like grind and like make sure that, that we're, we're nailing everything the way they could be done and taking ourselves seriously. That's like, kind of like, oh, we're on SNL. Isn't this fun? And like, it is fun, but also I don't think they could be serious enough for everyone to, to really make it feel like that this is like a crappy old movie. Be serious. All right. Sorry. 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 Okay. Well, I'm not. I'm not in the show. God, the frustration well, of yeah, Andy now right now. Now I'm, now I'm clearly being an asshole. Um, uh, but like, uh, so what, what you were just saying kind of speak to what uh, spoke to what you were saying earlier, where like you guys kind of have a feeling that you want to reach. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a reason we like the sketch a lot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when we were texting Kelsey earlier, she was like, So you guys <laughs> brought the B1, right? And I was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> she didn't even watch it yet. She just saw that it was nine minutes long. <laughs> She's like, Yeah, Andy wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, uh, it's kind of, um, I'm kind of the same way where it's not necessarily a feeling, but like um, just a, a vibe intellectually like i i'm attract I, I i like comedy that makes me like aroused Ooh, intellectually yes. aroused thank you kelsey <laughs> have fun i didn't know the Wait, word really? for it but yeah 
you know, when yeah, your, I think there's a lot of people out there gets, looking for that. <laughs> uh, uh, when your thing gets bigger, okay, no, um, it's but um, your comedy career, <laughs> yeah, um, no, no, but like, uh, so when I when I see something that like kind of makes me think, or make, make, I'm sorry, when I see when I see something that sort of intrigues me, that's when I'm like, because I'm, I'm more mental. Did you just take uh, the mic away from Kelsey without Guys, I'm trying to listen to this sit. poor like, man. With my eyes. I asked her with my eyes. Yeah, she that's said what no. a lot of men think. <laughs> oh, 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 table oh, 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 but you steal still... the mic and then you just okay. let the collapsed table sit yeah, on her. So, uh, um, our table we, fell yeah. on Kelsey. Wow. We had a casualty. She's okay. She can walk. <laughs> uh, well, what, uh, Hopefully she said, her computer's she, she all She said, am I? So uh, there, that uh, question's still You the couldn't air. hear her because Andy stole her mic? <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of awkwardness now. Andy, what were you saying? 2019, you cannot be doing A lot of that. furrowed brows. <laughs> a lot of, uh, I, I just, I feel like I'm just commenting so about Hindenburg. So, okay. so it's so okay. Your question I about, still like, have a mic. So, like, so as long as one lady still has a mic, it's fine. <laughs> so like, so like, like, like what feeling are you guys going for when you like, when you're watching something uh-huh. like what, like. Us uh, specifically, or us yeah. look like what we write, or what we're looking for in other people's. No, no, just, just like yeah, just like when you're consuming comedy. Uh, it needs to be consistent. So uh, there's a show that came out a little while ago called <laughs> "I Think You Should Leave," <laughs> and yes, all of our friends okay. love it. All of our friends and love the show. Don't. We don't. Oh, and I've written oh, a sketch. <laughs> I, woo, good. I've written That's, a sketch uh, very tentatively, and we're gonna come out with it. And it's about Tim Robinson, and uh, we're gonna show you what we think later. We're in pre-production. We're in pre. Uh, <laughs> I've, the the idea is pretty much out to, there. To answer your question, I just yeah. I just want to see something different. Like it yeah. doesn't. And and this is uh, this is a lot of where Connor and I disagree about comedy. It doesn't have to be good as long as I haven't seen it before. Like yeah. I, I will appreciate it. I might never listen to or watch it again. I need but it to be. Like, I need it to be sure. different. And while while a lot of the sketches on Tim Robinson's show are good, yeah, they're not interesting. No, it needs. To, Sorry, Kelsey. It needs to have uh, like a full mood throughout. She's got the, her like, teeth gritted. You have to be trying to talk about something for some reason. You can't just, for in my opinion, just make it about nothing. Like there's so many options out there. There's so many different ways to be weird. Like pick a reason and and really build it around that reason. Like. I want to do this reverse. So, like, okay, like throwing a fish out the window. We're fishing for fit, like cans of fish. We have mm. our own prayer system. We yeah. have our own God. We were, were wearing our hats. This is backwards. a sketch we did, by the way. This isn't <laughs> yeah, just I'm our. Sorry. This isn't I, just our apartment. This is, good. this is a good one. Yeah. this was a video, right? Yeah, yes. this is a video yes. that we did. This was did. the second yeah. video we the ever second. made. Is this um, the one with the weird water cuts? Uh, no, no, that's our that's, that's our flat Earth video. Oh, yeah. I loved that one. That's I will a, say your guys' stuff. I always, I love it because it does like what you're saying. You set out to achieve. I think you absolutely nail. Like oh, it cool. always Thanks. feels new and interesting. I'm like, I don't awesome. know what that was, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, thank thank you. you. I can tell that Andy's like ready to explode. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, this is what he does. I'm gonna keep talking to you. Well, guys. We were talking oh, about edging. Oh, we were no, talking okay. about edging, and like, <laughs> you know, isn't it gonna be more satisfying when you can actually stop it? You know, when it actually finishes all those what, emotions. I will say we're, while we're talking about you guys, what I what I find interesting about your stuff is that, even, like, whether it's in the videos or the live performance, you guys kind of settle into. Oh God, Andy's gonna murder me, and I love it. Like you guys, I'm trying to stop the show for our producer. That's I really want to hear. No, but you guys have <laughs> yeah. um, like characters that you kind of settle into. Like yeah. you always play a kind of thing. You always play a kind of thing. But mm-hmm. it's like, especially live, you're always very as dark as it gets. You're <laughs> always very. I don't want you to be insulted by this, but I don't. Ooh, um, but you're style. very like charming. Oh. I'm not insulted by that. We think we're better than everybody. I thought. No, it's a smugness, sort of like Michael Scott or like something like from the right. So it's like a self-aware smug. I don't know if it's, that's what you're going for, but you, I, it's always I, I very I can't charming. speak for Connor because we 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 definitely I mean, we are different try different people, things. Yeah, but we have. Yeah. I want to make that very clear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. The, there the, is nothing like me. He's the Luigi to my Mario. Yeah. We, yeah, we we, uh, we we. But the whoa. thing is that I like Luigi better, and I like Green better, and he's a red boy. But we can't get this <laughs> shit figured out. Connor's the Princess Daisy to sure. my King Boo. Uh, to, to answer your semi question, quasi question, yeah. uh, I definitely go for like a 
the characters that I think we do, especially live a lot, uh, that we do get settled into, they're very like, they're they're the fuck you comedy that Connor yeah. talked about at the beginning, where it's like we they don't like other people. They are very like smug and yeah. that's not how we are in real life. I promise. <laughs> but well, maybe uh, <laughs> find out. I, I don't know. So. And you live yeah. together. I think it's so. what yeah. for other people to figure out. I don't but, think like, we can crown ourselves. We, personable we, or not. <laughs> we regularly like remind ourselves that we don't care what the audience thinks yeah, because we sure. have to be like confident in the material before we yeah. go out and then it's too late to like change it and yeah. make them like it. So we have to fully commit to whatever we're doing. This podcast is brought to you by the sketch comedy troupe Bad Medicine, DC's best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. Visit badmedicinecomedy.com for info about live shows, workshops, and t-shirts for people who love comedy. Today's second sketch is brought to us by me, Andy Weld. All right. Uh, This sketch is called Do You Do Poison? And it comes from a sketch show called Bruiser, which ran on BBC Two for six episodes in February and March of the year 2000. The principal writers of the show were David Mitchell and Robert Webb, who went on to create That Mitchell and Webb Sound, That Mitchell and Webb Look, That Mitchell and Webb Situation, Peep Show, a whole host of things. Uh, Though Richard Iowade of uh, the IT crowd was also a writer, as was Ricky Gervais. Uh, The series was not terribly popular, but is remembered for the young talent that it brought together. David Mitchell and Robert Webb, Oscar winner Olivia Coleman, Martin Freeman of... uh, Sherlock, and many other things. Uh, Matthew Holness of Garth, Mare- Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, and another woman who did not become famous. <laughs> Here's a clip. <laughs> Have you got any rat poison? Yes, sir. What sort? It's called rat killer. It's just a powder. You put it What's on it made effect. of? What's it do? Why do they die? Well, um... I mean, could I kill a pet? Quite a large pet. A sort of almost person-sized pet. I beg your pardon? Safety. I'm just thinking of safety. I mean, what would it do to, say, a 50-year-old woman? I mean, in a small dose. Would it dissolve her stomach and make her lungs bleed until she drowns? In large enough quantities, yes. Could it be detected in casserole? I don't know. What would it do to the face? Would it be hideously contorted? What would it do to this face? Would it come out in pustules or a rash? It wouldn't affect the face. Have you got anything that affects... So I really like this sketch for a couple reasons. One, it's a really fun role from Robert Webb. The character that he plays is very eccentric in a lot of very specific ways that are actually thematic throughout all of Bruiser. This really quick talking that he does. A lot of their sketches really rely on that and use that um, as one of the driving comedic devices. They're British. They are British. That's just. They all have accents. Wait, uh, I did notice what? that did when you, I watched did you, it. Did you pick up? It's but kind of subtle. I, I feel like the quick talking is a, just so I can like make it clear. I feel like the quick talking is a very British thing to do because it's just get the jokes out so fast that you can't yeah. object to them. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and it's also one of the one of the big reasons I brought this is because we haven't really talked about runners on this show before, and oh. this sketch is a runner. It appeared in all six episodes of the show. In fact, most of the sketches on their program appeared in at least two episodes of the show. Um, like Kroll Show. Yeah, it, 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 not yeah. quite like Kroll Show because there weren't narratives throughout. It's more like oh, a character like in other show. situations. Okay. Now, was it always at the same part of the show? Or was it uh, No, just... edited differently yeah. throughout the show. Because I was curious when I first watched it, I was like, how was this originally yeah. like, plated? Yeah, where was this? How did it come from? Like, what, what parts of the, the show was it in? Was it in the beginning? Was it in the middle? Was it, like, between sketches? Or was it, like, this is the punctuation, we do this commercial? Most sketches um, on Bruiser are short. Like, okay. a minute to two minutes. Like, a long one would be Whoa. three minutes. Oftentimes, you'll see <laughs> sketches that are... Like a runner that appears three times in the same episode. Like and Kroll it, Show. <laughs> it could be like the Kroll Show, yeah. We actually haven't done a Kroll Show sketch yet. Um, it, well, it's, it's a hard, hard one to, to tackle yeah. for this. Yeah, because um, yeah, it's a so yeah. much narrative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's also bad. Oh, no, I like this. I, really, <laughs> I was really scared. They let us get that hot oh. Tim Robinson takeout. Let's I was yeah. really scared. Just let it slide. I, liked, I ended up liking it. Um, Comedy is subjective. <laughs> <laughs> But let's – so it sounds like in your guys' style of comedy, you uh. you maybe would never do a runner. Do you guys like runners? Would you do a runner? Uh, we do did a runner, but that was a long what? time ago. Not us, but we – Oh, yeah, that doesn't yeah. count. But we but we, ha- we wrote them. Like I wrote yeah. a runner. Um, I think you wrote a runner too. Um, I'm 
okay with runners. Um, when I look at our like body of sketch, uh, <laughs> there's only a couple You're characters really that I ever really so think bad. have anything left to do. Yeah. But I'm not like Kelsey's character. Yeah, I'm not as interested in pursuing those as I am in finding new characters and ideas. Yeah. I, I appreciate a good runner, and since we brought up Kroll Show, the uh, Ghost Bouncers. Is that Ghost yeah. Bounces. Yeah, Ghost Bouncers. It's just that. unless there's more stuff to do with it. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to see it again. And sketches like this, I liked this. Let me let me clarify <laughs> that. Even though it did exactly what I just said they shouldn't do. Yeah. But it's it's consistently it was new specifics. Yep. It's a very very fun character. And because they keep the sketches so short, it's very easy to be right. like, we're not going to burn this out, and then we can come back to it. it Watching was, them all in one piece yeah. is a little odd. Sure. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but I, I get what they're doing. I think we would only do runners if we had a show. Yeah, I don't think we would do runners and like what we make currently. I think we would only do it if it's like okay, we have our own show. This is like twenty minutes, mm-hmm. um, so this is what we'll do. But um, I think that one of the most interesting things about the sketch was how remarkably consistent it was, and how it's just like he's yeah. giving you the same energy from beginning to end. I feel like it was all filmed on the same day. It felt Could like it was all in the same breath that he still kept bringing that amount of energy, and that's like hard <laughs> to to bring like that amount of like okay, I'm going to do this. Um, the the character was interesting because no matter what tangent he went on, he was still like, I'm still going to bring it right back to murder. Even if he goes in something completely out of the blue, doesn't really make sense. I don't know why he's going there. Or maybe it's something off of what the other person said, but not exactly what they said. It's still, we're right back to, can I kill this woman with it? It was interesting how, I, you know, I think like the travel agency sketch the second yeah. beat of it yeah. is a good example of how he like could uh, could a vacation be so so relaxing that it killed someone yeah. just yeah. like picking out these things yeah. about the world he's in and bringing it like two yeah. very loose yeah. like things to connect to each other like right but it's but that's also a really good point because in each different instance he's finding new things he's like yeah. he's he does say can you but hit him with a big ticket can you anything. hit him with a big book but also when he's at the I I, I call it a trinket shop I don't know if it has I like, think like a, a curio shop yeah, or it's, but it's like beachfront or something it's like a it's, tourist like uh it's like sells touristy stuff and yeah. they even make fun of it he even right. says like it's a shit shop or something like yeah, that yeah 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 he asks do you have po- do you do poison and he's like no just shit yeah um but the, he asks the guy if there's lobsters with guns <laughs> yeah that's, that's like that's that's like okay. a, they didn't have that much like fantastic or like that mm-hmm. much silly in what was going on so it was fun to see that cuz that was i don't know if they have another thing like that they did set up especially in that scene that it was like okay i have this floaty do you have sharks? <laughs> like, I wouldn't get this floaty unless you have sharks, but for some reason I'm already buying the floaty. <laughs> I, to that note, I like that he picks up the floaty and he's like, does it have like a repair system? <laughs> yeah. And the guy's like, it sure does. And he's like, <laughs> he rips takes it off. It, yeah. He Talks rips the, t- the the price tag off, too, it looks like in the beginning. Mm-hmm. The little sticker on it. One time it when I worked really at Kohl's, this lady ripped all the price tags <laughs> off the things she was buying and stuck them on different clothes. And then she took those clothes with the lower prices uh-huh. to the register. And she's like, well, it said it's on sale. Ooh, did you catch Don't her? do that, by the way. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> did you have to call a manager or something? Did you? Um, I, 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 I look, I How was just the cashier. I worked at Kohl's for like four months. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you get like some sick deals on clothes, though? Did you know like when like, the good stuff was Dude, dropping? You got no idea what kind of sick deals I got on clothes. <laughs> they got like decent ties uh, for like 10 bucks. Oh, no, they have some decent yeah. stuff at Kohl's. Like, you if you need there, to dress and button down cash, your pants. Like, <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah. These these bitches go crazy for Coles cash. <laughs> oh wait, no, I was confusing Coles with TJ Maxx. Fuck. Um, well, whatever. Both are great they feel options. Like the same thing. They're I not at all. houseware yeah. shit at Coles. Oh my god. Kelsey. <laughs> yes, Andy. Can you uh, you talk about the character Robert Webb plays and how he communicates the character? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think we touched on it. Speed is, I think, a character aspect of his like that is part of his character he's very speedy um and very single-minded very single tracked Mm -hmm. i think though what i like about this character is his purposeful deflection and but so surface level this character's gotta know that he is you know sending out some signals but is still going through the motions of deniability which i like they keep talking to him right yeah. So well, and whenever, that's weird. whenever they do like get close to it, whenever they're yeah. like, "Hey, what are you really up to?" He like throws his hands right. up and he's like, "I didn't like what." He doesn't tr- let them get to that. You're he doesn't let man. them ask, yeah. which yeah. is interesting. He they never get to the point of like, "Come on, is this?" He's like already like, "Nope, it's just for like my really big pet." I mean, it's for I mean, that for really rats. big rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like when he asks if they can bake her into a gingerbread man. 
<laughs> I, in Could terms of his like character, this. though, I started to feel a little fatigued with the character. And maybe this was because we were watching them all back to back. But I wondered, like, there's a, a theory on SNL with reoccurring characters where you do the character once, everyone loves it. So producers say you got to do it again. They do it again, it kills. Third time, maybe not so much. Fourth time, everyone hates it. Fifth time, you're just going to keep yeah, doing it. Yeah, I guess it. we're and here I now. And I started to think, like, does this character fall into that trap? Hmm. Because I didn't feel like it was heightening quite as satisfactorily towards the later iterations. Mm-hmm. The biggest heightening that I saw in it was in one scene. I think it's the in the trinket shop. He says something about like when she's painting her fucking toenails again, <laughs> yeah. which is like really, really great. But he yeah, doesn't. Yeah, out of nowhere I, as well. There might be one other point where he gets like that specific and that. I liked because I was like, oh, well, now there's like a little bit more of a story. Now I'm mm-hmm. more interested. Uh, but it does not really go anywhere. Right. But he seizes no opportunities. He has like the uh, he, a hammer. Um, he was like, oh, yeah, a pipe. And then he's like in a poison shop. A battering spade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that as well. And he, like, doesn't, he doesn't get any of them. Is this like, I don't know if it's the same day. I don't know if this is weeks apart. But he can't seem to actually get anything. Elizabeth, what did you think of the last beat? The final beat in the poison shop? Do you think it was a, like a satisfying conclusion to the sketch? When you're talking about the last beat, are you talking about the last beat in all of the different? No, the, like the so if you think about each of the, the excuse me, the last little sketch where he's in the poison shop with Martin Freeman, who looks just like him. See, this is where I have to confess that I got bored after <laughs> the fourth one and just didn't finish it. So why did you get bored? <laughs> so, <laughs> so no, no, this is important. Why did you get bored with it? Um, I mean, it, it might it might be that issue of just watching it back to back to back. At some point, like that, because he has no inflection in his voice and it's it the same volume, mm-hmm. the same tempo the whole time, which is which is the whole character. But watching it like, you know, for five minutes, it almost becomes like white noise or just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like rumbling in the background. And so I just kind of stopped listening at a certain point and had to just stop it and then I just forgot to go back to it. Um, but but again, that's that's a function I think of of probably of what we've talked touched on many times here. It's just that you're that's not how it was originally presented. That's not how you would be experiencing it if you were mm-hmm. watching that mm-hmm. show. That's purely a function of looking It definitely back doesn't on work it. in a row. No, yeah. it definitely doesn't work in a row. Yeah. Yeah, why didn't you uh, just send us the whole series? Yeah, dude, why didn't we just watch <laughs> six episodes and go just, okay, but just pay attention yeah, to right? these yeah. one-minute bits. How about just watch all of these, you'll know it when you see it. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing I can talk about in substance, though, that I watched enough of it to comment on is... <laughs> This for me is one of those things I would love to see how it would play out live versus with the video, like the production cuts, Mm. because part of what keeps the speed going and the energy level is that you do have those really rapid cuts, even in the Mm. very short bits where he's like turning and they're moving around the space where you couldn't achieve that in at least at the same pace in a live performance. And you also don't see him then taking the breaths between the different phrases, which just, you know, makes makes the speed that much more impressive. I don't know. It's just it's just one of those technical things where you where you it's a sketch where you really start to see the benefit of the edit and the video component. I did like in the last the poison beat, which I the very last beat in the poison shop, which I didn't terribly care for. I thought it was kind of it was just kind of like no, I, I, you know, I think it just highlighted that he still couldn't do anything. Yeah, I know, and that's very true. Um, but uh, one of the things I really loved is this last shot where both Robert Webb and Martin Freeman turn towards the camera with these big glasses. It's like a quintessential '90s TV shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like this close double shot of like oh, it's not quite a fisheye lens, but it's like this really, yeah. really close shot, and that just really stood out to me as being a product of its time. And a lot of their sketches, if you watch them, it's like oh, the editing is clearly a product of its time and somewhat making fun of editing at that time, but I thought it was interesting. What I kind of expect probably happens with the show is that they they try to, like, wrap up these these characters because you said that there's multiple bits that kind of go yeah. across the, yeah. the series. And I, I'm guessing that they're trying to, like, wrap up that arc and be like, here's a nice button for this character. You've probably watched him for all six episodes, and now, like, you're going to see him. He's finally going to get what he wants, and then we're done. All right, it's time for the end of the show. 
Connor, Langdon, can you guys uh, come up with a rating system for yep. us to rate these sketches today? I think so. Oh boy, did we. Oh, you want to go? Oh, it's yours. Uh -huh, okay. Well, um, so, I mean, the first sketch was about SNL, and it was, like, a really old one. Um, and I really wanted to, like, you know, delve in. There was, like, a lot of people on that that are no longer with us today. Mm -hmm. um, so we wanted to rate it out of dead SNL cast members. <laughs> Shout um, out dead SNL cast and members. And there's a lot more than you'd think. It took me about 15, 20 minutes on the Amtrak ride back from New York City. Um, there's 14 dead people total really? that Let's were in SNL. So gonna, yeah, we have the names. You want? Yeah. You want to go yes. through? All right. Yes. Yeah, 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 would be appropriate. Yeah. Andy? What? Moment of silence. Oh, I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. we should like be maybe when well, we. A moment of silence. Like, well, like a moment. We'll feel it. Or but, maybe like maybe when we're doing you edit this together, Isaiah. Maybe mm -hmm. you can do like the Saint Elmo's fire trumpet theme. <laughs> or you could put it. like graduation it's music behind it. And I'll wait. <laughs> um, in memoriam. All right, here we go. So we got Tony SNL Ros in memoriam. Yeah, Tony Rosado, George Coe. Uh, Don Pardo, Jan Hooks, you know all the classics. Um, Tom <laughs> Davis. She's yeah. classic. Yeah, well, I don't know the other guys. Uh, but then we have Don Chris Pardo. Harley. Don Pardo's the announcer, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Does he count? He counts. Continue. Phil Hartman, Michael O'Donohue, Deontra Vance, Gilda Radner, that one, and John Belushi. Those two hurt probably the most. Um, Mel Brandt. Bill Wait, Hanrahan. are you saying Phil Hartman is not on the same level as Gilda Radner and John Belushi? Yeah, well, he, I mean, did he last as long? I guess so. <laughs> he probably lasted as long as John Belushi. I don't know, I like him a lot more. I didn't really watch anything that Phil Hartman's done. Um, wow. Anyway, Charles Rocket's the last one. So, um, yeah. Those are the 14, so 14 dead, dead SNL, SNL members. members. Um, <coughs> so Why don't rating? one of you start us out so we have a baseline to go off? Uh, well, Langdon's, wow. uh, yeah. Uh, so, so, do you want me to talk about both sketches? One sketch? Uh, well, let's start here. We'll close with yours. So let's start with Do You Do Poison. How would you yes. rate that in terms of dead SNL cast members? Uh, I would give Do You Do Poison... Probably 9 out of 14 dead SNL cast members. Oh, I see. I thought we were giving yeah. them a name. Like, it's... Jan Hooks. Oh, we can do I'll that. I'll give it for sure. a Tony Rosato, a George Coe, <laughs> yeah. a Phil Hartman, Michael yeah. O'Donohue, Denitra Vance, Mel Brandt, Bill Hanrahan, and two Charles Rockets. Wait, yeah. where are you from originally? Who, me? Two <laughs> uh, Charles Rockets. Not. Uh, Ohio? Yeah. Ohio? Yeah. It's a very exciting place. Yeah. Huh. I would not have pegged that as an Ohio right? accent. Oh, <laughs> it was. I do many accents. <laughs> Connor, how would you rate this one? I mean, out of the options. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do out of the number, maybe. Wait, how many how many dead SNL cast members is Phil Hartman worth as compared to the names one. you can't remember? Well, I think Phil Hartman gets like a three- I think Chris Farley, at least on size alone, gets five. Okay, but well, I didn't know this I, was a rated waiting system. Of course it was. Gilda and John also, I mean, I'd give them like sixes. Gilda There's was a so, very tiny person to begin with, and she died of cancer. Guys, we're supposed to be so rating the get, like, sketch, not the dead <laughs> SNL members. Whoa, I know. That was one of the darkest jokes I've ever made in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I bet you that. Who do you miss more, room. Gilda Radner or uh, what's her husband's name? Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. There we go. Who do you miss Elliot more? Gold. Elliot Gold. Elliot oh, Gold. Well, who's still alive? <laughs> he's, he's, still, he's still in things currently. Uh, Elliot Gold. Anyway, I'd give it like uh, he the was first in the one. Most recent Ocean's like, movie. Like, yeah, but did you watch it? That's Wait, how I Ocean's, know he was in the most Ocean's recent Ocean's eight? movie. Or the he was in Ocean's Eight. Oh, he's briefly in Ocean's Eight. I haven't seen that. He one. was Rihanna. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> okay. God, uh, he was good. Right? I give it eight out of fourteen dead SNL members. Um, it was fun. It was good. It was more than fifty percent. I'm not sure how much more I'm giving it than that. Cool. Yeah, mm. Elizabeth. Oh, I'm I'm gonna give it all of the dead SNL cast members that I can't honestly remember or didn't recognize when they read the names off the list because, you know, like they contributed a lot. They played a meaningful role in Saturday Night Live, probably. <laughs> just, <laughs> three, two of them were fill-ins. Like, of the first three that we read, like, two of those guys are just like, a guy died, can you fill in? And then, like... That's actually how I got my job now. <laughs> okay. That's how a lot of people... Well, there was murder jobs. involved in that. <laughs> right. Well, he didn't specify. <laughs> Kelsey? I would give the first ep of... the Like, the first mm -hmm. oh, okay, of the series. Mm -hmm. I'd give that, like, real high. Probably, like, 
12 out of 14 cast members, okay. including the good ones. Mm-hmm. But taken as a whole, it really kind of lost me. I got yeah. fatigued. Mm-hmm. I'd say, I'd say maybe four Ooh. out of 14. I'm sorry. Ooh. But yeah. they're the good ones. Don't apologize <laughs> to me. <laughs> For me, I'd say it's probably 11 out of 14. Uh, this sketch, I mean, I really loved Robert Mitchell and, uh, or excuse me, David Mitchell and Robert Webb. And, you know, I think this is this is them kind of showing off early on what they can do. Um, mm. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But now let's talk about Ooh. the Killer Bees home invasion. Ooh. Ooh. The good dead Kelsey, dead how SNL many dead <laughs> SNL members would you give the Killer Bees home invasion? Look, so watching this, I was taking my notes and I'm typing it out and I'm trying to like think really critically about pollen as a joke, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then like when the camera starts to move, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so I was totally fooled. And for yeah. that reason, I got to give it <laughs> very high. 13 out Ooh. of 14 dead cast members. Which dead cast member are you leaving in? Where t- oh. Um, Ooh. Yeah. I'd say Farley because I'm not a big Farley fan. That's but fair, all fine. the rest. No, it's fine. I'm not, I, I don't love him either. Yeah. Yeah. But other people do, so. Uh, for me, it would be probably six. I really, I did think it went on too long. I thought there was too much going on. I loved the bit about Lauren firing his dad. I thought that was really funny. I loved John Belushi narrating that. But I do yeah. think they could have gotten to it quicker, and I don't think they needed the tag with the uh, Gilda Radner and her mom. They definitely did not. Yeah, that's your opinion, Landon, for sure. I mean, this this one's loaded, right? Because you've got two people on the list in the sketch. Yeah. Mm. And they were Who are two. definitely. So definitely. it has to get at least <laughs> yeah. two. Well, yeah, but I mean, those are also two of the all time greats. Yeah. So you got to give it at least a Gilda and a John. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just because of the element of surprise. The the polish of it, the the great writing that went into all of the different components of it. I also got a kick at a Phil Hartman. Mm. So three of the greats. But only if this is a, a weighted rating system, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm waiting it. Okay. I'm telling you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you are, I, look, and you are waiting I'm for her just to finish. Checking in. Right, I want to make sure everybody likes the sketch as much as I do, except Andy. <laughs> you go. <laughs> Uh, okay. I don't know. I don't become, know. If I it's become that. clear that my opinion is not important. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I only didn't give it a Chris Farley because no one fell through a table. So, mm, but uh, someone you know, fell through was, a table during this recording. Oh my God! I you're give right. it Chris Farley. Oh my God! Oh Tell my you gosh. what. Yeah. Okay, I give the sketch the three all-time greats, but like in the context of this podcast where the table actually fell down, it's got to be the whole shebang. Like yeah. you got to throw the Farley in there because mm-hmm. we this had our show own. fourteen out of fourteen dead SNL cast. Oh man, <laughs> you give me a four. Oh, this podcast. I, this podcast. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, but how would you rate this sketch, guys? I I think Kelsey nailed it. I think it's thirteen out of fourteen, and get Chris Farley out of here. Uh, I think it's 13 out of 14, uh, but they're all John Belushi. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us for another episode of Sketch Nerds. A special thanks to our guests, Langdon Page and Connor Middlestadt of Homeless Fire Party. Guys, where can our listeners find you out in the world or online? Um, YouTube. Yeah, uh, we're on YouTube a lot. Uh, we're on YouTube as we have an Homeless Instagram Fire Party. that will eventually hook up to our Facebook. It is Fire Party as one word. Yeah. So it's Homeless Fire Party on Facebook and YouTube, and it's Homeless underscore Fire Party on Instagram. Uh, my cat is Gentleman Toast Crunch on Instagram. Yeah. Shout out to my cat. Shout out cats. Uh, and we are also at Comedy Potluck, which is yeah. the third Saturday of every month. Usually we're at Wonderland Ballroom, but go to Facebook to find out. Yeah, we're hosting um, in a bit. So We are hosting probably in September. Yeah. So come see that one, most especially. Um, we're often with the gardeners, and we should be doing some stand-up in the area. Uh, and we got a few more things in the works with Kelsey and Ian. The gardeners are the Midnight Gardeners League, two yeah. members of which have been on the show. Friends of ours. They shouted us out. And uh, so, so re-shout out to them. Shout out well, to they also had you host their recent show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was yeah very we kind also of hosted them. their yeah. show. Yeah, we were really happy. And again, you they guys said we were fucked it up pretty bad. <laughs> oh, thank you. It was uh, there was a few things going awry in the beginning, so I felt a little like iffy on it. <laughs> doesn't it doesn't matter. I would yeah. love to see you bring the lemonade stand guys back. Oh, oh, better, oh the Better Business Bros. The Better Business we were Bros. Supposed to wait. Oh, can I tell uh, there has been a second Better Business Bros, but it unfortunately was not recorded. But they yeah. I, I may have. Can I tell my I joke? may have misspoke. 
Hang on a second. I just really want to tell the joke so bad. Um, we may have misspoken when we said we don't repeat characters because the Better Business Bros are sure. characters that we're going to do a lot of. Yeah. So. Yeah. so we were supposed to do it um, two weeks ago, and then Langdon left and my bike got stolen. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> now we know what happened. Until you separate. They weren't related, but I made them related. Uh, uh, Langdon was at a funeral. Um, it was. <laughs> can I please do this joke? It was mine. Can I please? Can I please do this joke? Yeah. So, so we were at. Lang he was at, we weren't there. Langdon went to his like grandma's funeral, but she was really old. She was like ninety-two. Wait, your grandma actually died, or yeah. this is just a bit? No, it's not I a don't bit. know. <laughs> no, she died. She was real old, but like you know, she lived on the earth for like ninety-two years. You don't think she could wait another weekend? Like we had. A show. Is All this right. the joke? Yeah, that's the I'm joke, so man. <laughs> Please like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> if you have a sketch you're interested in us breaking down, please send it to us. We'd love to do that. You can find more about Sketch Nerds and Bad Medicine at badmedicinecomedy.com slash sketchnerds, where you can also find links to the sketches we discussed today. You can find this podcast and previous episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For Connor Middlestadt, Langdon Page, Elizabeth Kemp, and Kelsey Sweeney, I'm Andy Weld. Thanks for listening to Sketch Nerds. This episode was produced by Isaiah Hedden and recorded in Washington, D.C. The closing music tracks were provided by SoundtrackForEverything.com. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act, Fair Use Exemption, for criticism and commentary. The Sketch Nerds podcast is brought to you by the sketch comedy group Bad Medicine, D.C.'s best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. For showtimes, videos, and funny t-shirts, please visit badmedicinecomedy.com.